ever give up on prayer too soon? Do you find yourself praying and seeking God for something you need or, uh, you know, an emergency maybe or something's come up in your life? Maybe it's a job. Maybe it's uh, dealing with a relationship. Maybe it's financial. Uh, But you find yourself praying and it seems like because you don't get an answer, you, you begin to question God or you question your relationship with him. Tonight, I believe if you'll lean into what we're discussing tonight, I believe that we can give you some clarity uh, and some more, uh, a little bit more purpose-driven prayer life, the importance of a prayer life, your relationship with God. So we're going to be talking about three points that will help you answer the question and maybe it will make you realize that don't give up on prayer. God God is not not answering you because he don't love you or because you know some crazy reason that I'm sure the enemy wants to give you but but we're going to look in the scriptures tonight and we're going to talk about the three things that I believe if you will cultivate these three things that when you go to God not only will he give you the answer to your prayer but you can go in confidence knowing that it may not happen instantly, but as long as I maintain my relationship with God, my prayers will be answered. I like what one guy always used to say, he's an on-time God. It may not be when you want it, but it's going to be right when you need it. Yeah. So looking at this, and, you know, we, we looked uh, at Matthew 7, which uh, chapter 7, which is coming as part of, Really, it's it's the latter part of the, the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 6. But uh, I like the way it says it in Luke 11, 9 through 10. And he said, so I say unto you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. You know, looking at that, I, you know, I, I definitely get from that that prayer is not a one-time act. Mm-hmm. You don't pray and then walk away and then, well, it, prayer didn't work. You know, I, I give up. And I think sometimes that we get that discouragement and we give up on our prayer life instead of cultivating it. You know, it's, I guess it's kind of the same as, you know, the first time you ride a bicycle, you don't just get on that bicycle and take off riding and popping wheelies. You fall down. You bruise your knees a couple of times, but you still rode. And the more you do it, the easier it becomes. And the more you, uh, the less mistakes you make. You know, I think sometimes we, we may make mistakes in our prayer life because not everybody lines up what they're believing God for with his word. Sometimes what you're believing for in reality, I believe may not be your best interest. I think probably when we were all, teenagers we all fell in love with that one person you know and we'd make that you know none of us probably prayed hardly any but lord lord if you just let her fall in love with me if you you know and it never worked out and you see that person 20 years later at a high school reunion and you going god thank you for not answering that prayer (laughs) you know but but let's look at in that in that passage, either, you know, if you want to look at it in Matthew chapter 7 or in Luke, where he says, 
ask and it will be given to you. Let's look at, at the aspect of at first asking and doing it in the right way and making sure that we're doing it right. Well, I, you know, of course, uh, I was looking today at, uh, you know, some other uh, translations and so forth. And, uh, of course, they're, they're just other people's ideas, just mm-hmm. like you and I might have different ideas. Uh, but when it talks about uh, prayer, uh, of course, there can be a number of things that, uh, you know, can hinder answers to our prayer. If uh, we've been taught wrong, mm-hmm. you know, like we have to beg God, you right. know, and uh, we have to pester God until he gives up and right. finally, uh, you know, answers prayer. Uh, or if we have unforgiveness in our life, mm-hmm. then certainly, you know, uh, the Bible says that if we regard iniquity in our heart, mm-hmm. God will not hear us. But we're looking at it from a standpoint of that we're born again, mm-hmm. we're washed in the blood of Jesus, our heart is clean, our heart is pure, and we're asking God to do something for us right. in our life on our behalf. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, it's imperative that we know what the Word of God promises. Right. Uh, you know, in other words, uh, some people, I think, you know, they say, well, God, I don't know if this is right or wrong or, or if this is your will or not, but if you can, would you answer it? Like, well, you don't you don't pray like that. Uh, and, of course, I know there's different levels of uh, spiritual growth. Right. Uh, you know, when you start out as a baby Christian, uh, it, you know, I know in my own personal life, uh, when I was saved, I didn't know how to pray. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'd been taught how to ask Jesus into my heart, mm-hmm. you know, and be my Lord and Savior. But that's about the extent of how what I knew to pray. And uh, I can just uh, use this for an example. <laughs> you know, as a baby Christian, sometimes God, uh, you know, will overlook our ignorance. Right. But... It, it's simply because we we haven't had time to mature to mm-hmm. grow. Uh, it's it's like when uh, you know Jesus was talking to his disciples in the 16th chapter of John, the 12th verse. He said, "I have many things yet to say unto you, but you're not able to bear them now." Mm-hmm. He didn't say what never going to tell them. He right. just said, "You're not spiritually mature enough." Basically, mm-hmm. was what he was telling. Them. Uh, that that you can handle it now. Right. But uh, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, verse 13 says, he will guide us into the truth. But I, I, I'll just share this uh, story. Uh, as a young Christian, we lived uh, down in the country, you know, mm-hmm. down on the other side of Oakborough, and uh, there was a tornado, you know, that hit pretty close to home down there, and it uh, tore the tin off of a man's barn, and it went up the hill there, and uh, the couple that lived, they lived in a mobile home, and they had just gotten out of the mobile home and into their station wagon, and the thing exploded like dynamite went off, and, mm-hmm. and it turned 
uh, you know, and come towards our house. And uh, now I wasn't seeing all this. I found out later that's what happened. Yeah. So it just quieted out. I mean, mm-hmm. you couldn't see a thing. But the house went to cracking and popping and, uh, you know, I knew something wasn't right. Yeah. You know, and, uh, of course, uh, my wife and uh, her sister was there. And uh, so I was looking out the picture window there, a little small picture window. And, uh, you know, it, like I said, everything just quieted out. And, uh, you know, I, I I didn't I didn't know what to pray. I didn't know how to pray. Right. So, see, I'm just a baby Christian mm-hmm. and been saved, but maybe a couple of months at that at that most uh, t- length of time. And uh, so I just simply looked up and I said, God help us. Mm-hmm. That's all I knew to say. Right. Well, uh, you know, after the storm went by, we saw where he had done the damage over across the hill there. But when it got to our house, it picked up over the house, sat down on the backside mm-hmm. and was blowing up trees and different things, but it never harmed our home. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I'm just a baby. I, I don't know how to rebuke the storm and stand in faith and right. and do all that faith confession, you mm-hmm. know, and stuff. So when we're a baby Christian, you know, God, uh, you know, will kind of give us a little leeway because mm-hmm. he knows we're just babies yeah. and we need help. And uh, also, uh, you know, remember, uh, you know, later we started a prayer group near our home uh, or the church that we uh, were going to. And uh, so whenever anything come up in my life, see, I'm just learning. Mm -hmm. I'm a baby Christian, and so I'm just learning. And uh, anything that come up in my life, I... I could ask that prayer group to pray for me, and I'd get the answer. I mean, just like the snap of your finger. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, I was enjoying that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> it, it didn't matter what come up. All I had to do was tell that prayer group. Mm-hmm. And, uh, boy, the answer would come, you know. Well, that went on for about two years. Well, you see, I have grown a little bit. Uh, you know, a two-year-old is a little more active mm-hmm. and understands more. Uh, when you know you as a parent you're talking to them uh, than a newborn mm-hmm. you know all they knew to do is goo goo and ga ga mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, uh, suck on a bottle you know yeah. get the milk and the scripture even talks uh, in the word in second peter chapter 2 or first peter chapter 2 verse uh, 2 that uh, as babes in Christ mm-hmm. you see he refers to spiritual growth uh, uh, with natural growth. Yeah. In other words, you don't. You're not born one week and the next week you're a full grown man. Mm-hmm. It takes years. Yeah. To get to manhood. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, so it's the same way spiritually. You you don't grow up overnight. It takes time and uh, a lot of patience. Yeah. You know. So, uh, but anyway, uh, you know. Uh, all of a sudden, it was like it didn't matter what I asked them to pray for. I wasn't getting anywhere. Right. And, uh, you know, I thought, well, I must have done something wrong, and that's why I don't know what it is, and that's why God's not answering my prayer. But uh, to make a long story short, 
after a while, God spoke to me. I mean, he knew my heart was sincere, and uh, I had grown a little bit. Mm-hmm. I had learned in that two years, you know. And uh, the Lord spoke to me, and he said, There's, you've not done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. And he said, the time has come for you to start learning how to walk on your own two feet, right. so to speak. Mm-hmm. In other words, uh, you know, it's it, it would look ridiculous for me to be 30-year-old and my mom and daddy still trying yeah, yeah. to carry me around in their arms. Mm-hmm. You, know? you have to, it gets to a point where when you learn, uh, you know, something from the Word of God, God expects you to start acting on that, start mm-hmm. walking in that. And uh, so I, I uh, you know, had to learn what the Scripture said, what the Bible had promised, what was rightfully mine according to what Jesus wrought for us through his death, burial, and resurrection, through the redemptive act. And so when I started finding out what the will of God was concerning certain things, I could pray in faith, asking and believe mm-hmm. I receive, according to Mark eleven twenty four, and uh, you know I didn't always get immediate answers, but uh, you know I would keep on in my study and seeking God and so forth, and eventually, you know, it would happen. I, I would see the answer materialize, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, so that's that's how how it began. Uh, in as far as, uh, you know, learning how to ask God in faith and believing. And and I'll share this, and then I'll turn it back <laughs> over to you. Uh, in Hebrews chapter 4, uh, I believe it's uh, the 16th verse, he said, let us come boldly mm-hmm. to the throne. In other words, uh, you you know, so many people, I believe, pray, you know, and and they think they're not really even worthy to call God's name, you know. Right. But uh, in ourselves, we're not. Right. But what, what makes us worthy to receive the promises of God and the blessings of God is what Christ did for right. us. Right. It's not what we've done. It's what he did. Mm-hmm. And he makes us righteous or he makes us worthy to receive what God has promised. And so he said, let us come boldly. In other words, we don't have to just crawl up there like some old worm, you yeah. know, unworthy worm, you know, you old dog, you, you yeah. know. Yeah, we come boldly because we're his children. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, we what I have learned over the years is we've got a good, good father, <laughs> you know. And so... Anyway, he said, let us come boldly before the throne that we may obtain mercy Mm -hmm. and find grace to help in the time of need. Mm -hmm. Now, this is simple, but if 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 people can grasp a hold of what I'm about to say, it'll change their prayer life. Uh, He said, let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy mm-hmm. and find grace to help in the time of need. And I was, uh, you know, meditating on that scripture one day, and this uh, thought come to my mind. And, of course, we're encouraged all through the Bible, even the Old Testament, all the way in the New Testament, 
uh, we're encouraged to always pray and to seek God, you know. So I got to studying about that. Now, this is so simple. Uh, it just makes you think how ridiculous you can be sometimes. <laughs> right. But uh, I, I thought, why would God invite us? Mm-hmm. See, that's God's invitation. Mm-hmm. He said, God is saying, come on up to my throne boldly mm-hmm. that you can obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Why would God invite us to come mm-hmm. if he didn't intend to do anything about why we came? Right. Now, I, I know that's so simple, but it's so powerful. Yeah. If when you understand the reason God's invited you to come to him is he fully intends. Yep. If you need mercy, to give you mercy. Mm-hmm. If you need God's grace, he fully intends to impart to you the grace that you need. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, that is just a, 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 a full assurance that God will hear God will answer. You know, God loves to answer our prayers. Mm-hmm. I, I believe God delights in answering our prayer. First Peter chapter 3, I believe it's verse 11 says, the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. Mm-hmm. That's us. Mm-hmm. Not beca- Again, I say it's not because of us. It's because of what Jesus did for us. And he said, his eyes are over us. I'll just say it that way. His eyes are over us, and his ears are open or attentive mm-hmm. unto our prayers. Right. So you see, God desires, I believe God delights in answering our prayers mm-hmm. and giving us exactly what we need. Mm-hmm. And that's where you bring up that scripture, and you said, come boldly before the throne so that we may obtain yeah. mercy. Yeah. Well, what is mercy? It keeps us from getting what we deserve. Exactly. You see, when we go before the throne to ask God, Satan's standing over here, yeah, but they done this, but they done this, and they done that, and they talked like this, and they looked at something they shouldn't have, and they, but we've asked forgiveness. Yeah. And we come boldly, and that's when Jesus stands there and said, nope, it's under the blood. Yeah. And then once that shut down, Satan's still going to try to bring up something else, but it says we find. So you can't you can't find grace until you go to His throne. That's right. What does grace do? It gives me access to the things I didn't deserve. Right. So when I come boldly, I obtain mercy. That gets rid of my the sins that I've asked for forgiveness. They're gone. You can't hold them against me, and it gives me the access to the blessings of God that my needs are met, my desire. Everything is under that grace. You just reach in and grab it. And when it's talking there about ask, and it will be given to you, I noticed when I was looking at that today, it it doesn't denote a time frame. Mm. It didn't say ask and immediately it will be given you. Mm -hmm. Or ask and depending on what category it is will depend on the time frame of when it comes. Yeah. You know, because even Daniel, I mean, Daniel was, uh, he's a patriarch of the Bible. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I mean, any man that has went into a lion's den 
and slept with lions that was supposed to kill him and woke up next morning and he's okay. He's got my attention. He's got my respect. Even Daniel, with his relationship with God, prayed and it took, he had to wait 21 days. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you find out after that when the angel come, he said, you know, that there were basically that there was a heavenly battle being fought. Because in a lot of times we need to understand, I think when we ask God for something, you know, that sometimes the enemy is going to do everything he can to keep us from getting that. Mm-hmm. That's why I think a lot of times, you know, and I don't remember if it was John Osteen or, or who it was, you may remember, but taught how close, how many times have we been within arm's reach mm-hmm of that miracle, of that blessing, of that request that we've made, but because we we give up too soon. Yeah. We quit asking. We quit. We just started questioning everything that we could. Is it God that don't love me, or is God not really going to do what he said, or I'm not worthy? Like what you was talking about, how many times have that, that, that blessing been right there where we could grab it, but because we give up, whew, mm-hmm. and it's gone. Yeah, And then we blame God or we get disheartened and we walk away from God when he plainly says, ask, and it will be given, but it didn't say immediate. Yeah, Some things I believe we ask for, God wants to give them to us, but spiritually, as far as being mature, spiritually and physically, we may not be ready for it. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you pray and believe in God to have uh, a successful business, well, God can give you a successful business. He can give you what you need to, to make that business run. But, you, you know, what happens if he gives it to you at 20 years old, but your maturity level, when you get that kind of money in, you can't manage it and handle it, so you lose the business. Now you're mad at God. But if you stay persistent, and as you mature and get older, you grow in his word, you grow in just general maturity, as you get old, now I can have that business Why? because now I'm mature. I can handle what I've been believing God for, but now's the time to receive it. Yeah. So I think we have to look at that too, that if people's asking, don't get discouraged mm-hmm. just because it didn't show up immediately. Now, I believe if you're in a time of crisis, yeah. when you ask, God's going to, it's going to come, mm-hmm. you know, but sometimes I think, Two, that when we ask, sometimes we may ask amiss, meaning what we're asking for, it doesn't line up with God's will. It doesn't line up with his word. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like me asking for a million dollars and then getting mad because God didn't give it to me. Well, what God's requiring me to do may not require a million dollars. Right. You know, and if I did get the million, maybe I wouldn't be a good steward of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I always tell people, too, don't believe him for a million when you can't believe him for 10. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some things come in a progression. Yeah. You know, it's easier to believe God for a tube of toothpaste than it is for some major something that's going on in your life. Not that something small to him is any different than something big. They're all the same to him. It don't affect him. It don't bother him a bit to do a big miracle and that's why I think he said come boldly, meaning come with anything. Yeah. Because everything that's a need to you is important to me, whether it's 
toothpaste or whether it's uh, some groceries or or whether it's something major. I want to do it all, but you've got to you've got to ask. Yeah. And when the enemy comes, you reject his ideas and thoughts, and you just keep you keep coming. It's building that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, in other words, what you're talking about, there's a timing. Mm-hmm. God's timing. Yeah. And uh, I've always heard it said, God's never too late. Right. Sometimes it may look like he is, mm-hmm. but he's never too late. He's always on time. Yeah. And uh, if you look uh, back at Mark eleven twenty four, mm-hmm. which we've talked about on previous podcasts, uh, you know, he said, what things soever you desire when you pray, mm-hmm. believe you receive it, mm-hmm. and you shall have it. That denotes a process. Right. Or in God's time, mm-hmm. you know, in God's timing. And uh, so, uh, you know, I think, uh, and also in Luke 18, 1, he said, men ought to always pray and not to faint. Right. Or one translation says not to lose heart. Mm-hmm. In other words, like you said, don't become discouraged because it, because it didn't happen immediately. It don't mean God said no. Right. Because we know from the Scripture the Bible says all of the promises of God mm-hmm. are yes and amen, which means so right. be it. Yeah. So, uh, but it has to be in God's timing, not ours. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, uh, you know, there's just like you mentioned, uh, Daniel. You know, he prayed. He was seeking God for himself mm-hmm. and for the people of Israel, right. the nation. Mm-hmm. He was confessing their sin, repenting for their sin mm-hmm. and his own personal sin. And, uh, you know, when the angel came through, he said, from the first day mm-hmm. you set your heart to seek God, I was sent. So, but, you know, the, the of course, the prince of Persia, uh, which was speaking not of a man, really a man, but it was a demon spirit that ruled over the uh, province of Persia, right. which is modern-day Iran, Iraq, uh, was withholding him. Mm-hmm. So we can see that uh, that was a hindering, hindrance there. But God didn't say, no, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you about this or that or mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm not going to show any mercy, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, it was a process. And Daniel, you know, he fasted and mm-hmm. stayed there until the answer came. And then later on in the 12th chapter, I believe that's in the ninth chapter, and in the 12th chapter, uh, there were some other things that God revealed to him. And he, he said he was troubled in his mind. Mm-hmm. And uh, God said, uh, in other words, I'm I'm just paraphrasing. Yeah. Don't don't worry about it now, for it's for a later time. Mm-hmm. Time of the end. Seal the matter up. Right. It's it's to be revealed at a later time. Right. So sometimes, uh, you know, like you were talking about uh, trying to start a business or something. Uh, you know, I I don't know anybody to open a store one night and the next day. Uh, it you know it made them a millionaire. Exactly. You know it takes time mm-hmm. to build up a business, be faithful, be stable, 
handle your money wisely. There's principles involved there. Yeah. And so a lot of times what we're praying for and believing God for is the same way. There's there's always God's timing. And, uh, you know, we there are principles involved that we, uh, you know, of course, we have to come to him in faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hebrews 11 and 6 uh, says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Right. And he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Mm-hmm. Well, as a Christian, we don't have any problem believing, believing he is. is. Yeah. But sometimes we have a problem believing that he will reward us when we come. Right. He's a rewarder of them that diligently, carefully, prayerfully seek him, mm-hmm. you see. And, and so, uh, you know, it, if we will stay faithful, Hebrews 10, 23 says, let us hold fast to what? The to our confession mm-hmm. of faith without wavering. Yeah. For he is faithful that promised. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it uh, when we pray uh, is in God's time. If we don't faint, if we don't quit, if we don't give up, the answer's on the way. Right. And God is working. You know, uh, I, I've told a story about a, a preacher who, uh, you know, traveled to this place to preach, and he said they put him in, him and his wife in a, a remodeled chicken. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> the way, way he described it. And, uh, you know, they had spent all their money to get to where they were going so they could be there to preach, and they was hungry and didn't have no food. And, uh, you know, he said, now, Lord, I can fast. I mean, he had fasted many times. He said, but it's not right for me to force that on my wife, you know. He said, well, she's hungry, and, and we, we need some food. And uh, so they prayed, you know. And uh, and within an hour's time, somebody knocked on the door, and he went to the door, and there's a man standing there, and uh, he said, I don't know you, and you don't know me, and I don't even know why I'm here. He said, but something told me to get some groceries and bring them to this address. Mm-hmm. And he said, so here. Yeah. And he took them and set them on the table and uh, turned around to, thank the man, and he couldn't find him. He had done gone. Mm-hmm. Well, was it an angel? I don't know. Right. Uh, you know, but uh, God answered that prayer. I remember, too, a time uh, when when you and Philip was little things, <laughs> you know, uh, we lived in the parsonage at that mm-hmm. time. And, uh, you know, we were still relatively young in ministry as far as being a preacher. And uh, so, you know, I'm I'm learning about faith and trusting God, and uh, you know, like you said there, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock it'll be opened unto you. And uh, so I'm I'm trying to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, you you got to start somewhere, right? And uh, it's kind of like uh, climbing a ladder. Mm-hmm. You you don't start out with a top rung, right? You got to start at the bottom mm-hmm. and work your way up. And uh, so, uh, you know, I thought, you know, I what what are we going to do? I mean, I knew I could have went to my dad and asked him for a few dollars, and I I know he would have 
more than gladly mm-hmm. gave us even more than we needed or you know the money to go buy but I think I've got to learn how to believe God mm-hmm. I can't keep going this way because I, I know what God's word said and he said he would provide he'd meet all of our needs Philippians 419 God my God Paul said for my God shall mm-hmm. It didn't say maybe he would, right. or I hope he might. My God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And what we have to realize is, say, well, the economy is bad here. We got inflation, and uh, but there ain't no inflation in heaven, Mm-mm. and there's no bad economy in heaven, right. you know. And uh, so... Uh, I said, you know, and my wife, I, I said, well, let's pray and, and believe God and, and uh, you know, just, just, let's just trust him. And so we prayed and agreed that uh, somehow we, you know, still, I'm still learning mm-hmm. how to pray, uh, you know, but I knew it was God's will to meet our needs. Right. I did know that much. And so we prayed, and my wife, she went ahead and set the table, put plates, on and the glasses and knife and fork and all that on the table, mm-hmm. just like it was already in the stove on the stove cooking, you know. And within about thirty minutes after we prayed, a car drove up, and uh, I mean it was a big car too. You know, back in them days yeah. in the seventies, the the big cars camp you know? out in the trunk. Yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, they, they come, it was two ladies, they came to the door, and uh, they said, God put it on our heart to bring y'all some groceries. Yep. And uh, I don't know if you yeah. might not have been big enough to remember I remember that. that. But anyway, uh, when, you know, they, in the, they had the back floorboard full, and the uh, back seat was lined up full, and that was in paper bags. Paper bags, Back yeah. then, you know. But that was, if it had just been the floorboard in the back seat, there was a lot of groceries mm-hmm. in that car. And we got them out, and I thought, well, that's it. You know, thank God. And they said, well, that's not all of it yet. They went and opened the trunk, and there it was a big trunk. Trunk full, yeah. I mean, and there was a whole trunk full. Mm-hmm. And uh, we brought all of that in the house. And uh, I remember Philip especially he was pulling stuff out of the paper bag. Yeah. And say, he said, look, look, Mama, this is the kind we like. Yeah. In other words, everything they went and got and brought to us would have been what we would have bought exactly. if we'd yeah. had the money and went to the yeah. uh, grocery store and bought store it ourselves. Yeah. So, but but you see, yes, I, I, I didn't know much, but I knew God has promised that he would supply all of my needs, all of our needs. And, uh, you know, it happened fairly quick. And then then there's been other times when, uh, like you said earlier, you pray and you believe that you receive it and you thank God for it, mm-hmm. and it, it may be a while. And, of course, it seems like when it's a little bit of a waiting period, people, that's where the discouragement comes in, you know, and the old devil, he'll say, well, I know God may have done it for you one time, but you know, you, you've not done as good as you should. And so, uh, God don't love you anymore. And, and God's not going, 
do it for you this time. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the devil's a liar, and the Bible said Jesus himself said he's the father of lies. Right. And uh, I like uh, what Kenneth Hagin said one time. He said uh, something he was believing for, you know, and the devil was trying to tell him, well, I know God done it before, but he, you're not going to get it this time. And he started laughing. And the devil asked him, said, what are you laughing about? He said, I'm laughing at you. Mm -hmm. He said, well, what are you laughing at me for? See, the devil don't like to be laughed at. Right. (laughs) And he said, I'm laughing at you because I know I have it now because if I didn't, you wouldn't be trying to talk me out of it. Mm -hmm. He said, so I'm laughing at you because I know you're a liar and I already have it. Right. And said, boy, the devil left. He didn't want to hang around that, you know. So uh, there again, it comes back to that, uh, you know, being patient, Mm -hmm. knowing that God's word is true, knowing that he's faithful Mm -hmm. and that he will do exactly what he said he would do. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we just have to, you know, know what the will of God is. Mm -hmm. And that's why we said a lot of times before you pray, find find scripture Mm -hmm. to stand on. That'll be uh, give you a basis for your faith, because really that's the only way we're gonna have faith is based on what God's word says, mm-hmm. and uh, so you find scripture that promises what you're believing for, right? And that gives you a basis for your faith, and you stand on that. Don't mm-hmm. move off of it, and once you put your confession out there, don't ever change it. Right. That's what. Hebrews 10, 23, let us hold fast mm-hmm. to that confession of faith without wavering, without doubting, because God that promised is faithful, yep. you see. Yep, and that's where I believe, and we'll, we'll wrap up on the ask part, but, you know, I like, we, we've talked about this many a time. You know, I, I asked God in prayer one time. Mm-hmm. The next time I pray, I'm still asking it but it's not it's not the request it's went now to thanksgiving mm-hmm. when it comes to my mind again i don't pray with a petition or asking god now it's god i prayed about this and i thank you that my answer is on the way mm-hmm. satan i rebuke your hand you cannot distract that blessing from coming any uh pitfalls or roadblocks you try to put up to deter my blessing from coming i rebuke them and i bind them up in the name of jesus and i just begin to worship thank mm-hmm. god i thank you thank yeah. you god for doing what you said you do thank you for honoring your word yeah. And what that does, because I was thinking a minute ago, the scripture says that when the seed is sown, <laughs> immediately, immediately, not a week later, <laughs> immediately, yeah. the devourer comes. Mm-hmm. What? To destroy the seed, to snatch that seed. So what I like to tell people is most of the time when you begin to pray and you 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 say amen and you you walking away with a confidence and an assurance and then you you, you say well I don't I just don't know if that's going to work that should be a guarantee that your answer is on the way because immediately the devourer that's immediately the Satan trying to say you can't have that yeah. you can't get that God's not going to do that for you he'll do it for them but he won't for you mm-hmm. and I think so we have to make that request because I believe personally I believe that if I pray today 
God, I need you to do A, B, and C. And I thank you for doing that in my life. And then tomorrow, God, I thank you for doing A, B, and C. Hmm. And I, you know, if I keep praying that exact same prayer, every time I pray it new, I have just negated hmm. the, all the other ones I've done. Yeah. So I come in request one time and thanksgiving many times many times <laughs> yeah. not only till i receive it but even the more so after i receive yeah. it yeah. and i think that's the part moving from ask going into seek he says seek and you will find you have to seek god's word before you pray mm-hmm. to find out what scriptures I can stand on. But immediately after you pray, you don't shut your Bible and walk away and don't never pick it up again. Mm-hmm. It's a continual seeking so that you can find. And sometimes in the seeking, you may find. How many times have you prayed and, and God said, the answer is in my word? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's like with uh, uh, Mark 11, 23 and 24. Yeah. For whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but believe those things that he say he shall have, then what does verse 25 and 26? Yeah. But if you have all against any, forgive. Yeah. So that your request or your will be heard of the Father or your sins be forgiven you. So people don't read that part. Mm-hmm. Well, I've said unto my mountain, be thou removed. And it ain't working. Well, have you got unforgiveness in your heart? Mm-hmm. You see, the answer to why your prayer didn't come, and you learn that by seeking. You have to seek. How do I seek God? Read his word. Yeah. His word is his will. His will is his word. So the more we seek his word, the more we get that assurance that our answer, our petition, our request will be answered. Mm-hmm. So it comes from from seeking. It's not just seeking once. It's continual. Yeah. Uh, the Bible, uh, I believe it's in Proverbs chapter 8, verse 17. Uh, Jesus said, uh, and I, I don't remember the whole quote, but it, he was talking about how much he loved us. And he said, uh, if you seek me early, mm-hmm. I will be found. Mm-hmm. In other words, uh, God's not hiding from Not playing hide and seek. No. <laughs> uh, and in Jeremiah chapter 11, I believe it was verse 12, he said, if you seek me with your whole heart, mm-hmm. I think the problem a lot of times is uh, people just kind of half-heartedly, mm-hmm. half-hearted, uh, you know, praying, well, well, you know, I'm in a hurry and, uh, you know, and all. No, uh, he said, if you seek me, with your whole heart. In other words, if you sincerely want God mm-hmm. to work in your life and with your whole heart, you're going after him as it were. Mm-hmm. You know, he said in Jeremiah 29, I believe it's verse 12, he said, you shall find me. Mm-hmm. In other words, God's not up there trying to hide behind some clouds. Right. <laughs> He, he went right by me and didn't yeah. see me. Yeah, y'all, he didn't see me. <laughs> yeah, I'll run, hide somewhere. <laughs> yeah. No, he said, you'll, you'll find me. If you seek me, mm-hmm. you'll find me. And uh, so, uh, you know, we're guaranteed that if we come to him in faith, mm-hmm. seeking him, um, you know, that he said, uh, you, you'll be found of me. Right. You know, mm-hmm. right, uh, you'll, you'll find me. So, uh, yeah, we, we have to not only 
seek God at the at that moment we're we're needing something or desiring something, but we have to continually mm-hmm. seek God, seek Him for fellowship. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I I like now I know that uh, you know we we can pray petition God. Uh, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, he said, it says in the King James, be careful for nothing. Right. Uh, uh, one translation says, be not overwrought with anxiety, worry, or care about anything, mm-hmm. but by prayer mm-hmm. and supplication with thanksgiving. That's what mm-hmm. we talking about a yeah. while ago. Make your request known unto God and the peace of God that passes all understanding shall keep your heart and your mind through the Lord Jesus Christ. So uh, we know that we can petition God, mm-hmm. and he's already promised, you know, that if we come according to his will, he hears us. Mm-hmm. And if he hears us, then we know we have the petition or the request we've right. made of him. Mm-hmm. But then I want to uh, fellowship with him. Yeah. And I, I believe there's a... a you know, a prayer of fellowship, you know, uh, just to talk to God, not necessarily petitioning for mm-hmm. anything, but just to talk to him, mm-hmm. you know. I I remember one time uh, I, I was uh, coming through town here, and uh, it, the old stoplight, you know, where it yeah. was there, we got about 17 down there. In one spot. spot now. <laughs> but, uh, Nobody knows which way to turn, yeah. But anyway, I was had gone through town and was coming back, and I just as I went under the stoplight, and you know, sometimes you can be surrounded by people and yet still feel like you're all alone. Mm-hmm. And for some re- reason, I, I was feeling that way. And <laughs> I remember coming under the stoplight there, and uh, I, I I said, Lord, I just don't have nobody. Mm-hmm. That, that's the way I felt, yeah. you know. And uh, I heard it just as plain. Now, it wasn't an audible voice, but I heard it in my spirit just as plain as day. And uh, he said, well, I'll hang around with you. I'll be your buddy. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that was the Holy Spirit that spoke to me. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, some people might think, oh, you, you just dreaming. Or no, mm-hmm. I heard it, and I knew instantly. I, I don't, you say, how do you know it is a Holy Spirit? I don't know how I knew. I just knew it instantly. I knew the Holy Spirit said, I'll hang around with you. I'll be your buddy, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, I mean, it, it, to me, it, it was amazing. And, you know, the Bible tells us that, the Spirit of God lusteth to envy. Mm-hmm. In other words, he's jealous of time that we give to something else Hells. besides him. Mm-hmm. He wants our time. Mm-hmm. He wants our fellowship. Yep. He wants just to come, just to talk, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, that way, uh, you know, it did be just like me and you talking mm-hmm. as a, you know, a father and a son, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I feel like we have the kind of relationship that whatever, son, yeah. son, whatever you got on your heart, 
You talk to me. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell me what's on your heart. Mm-hmm. Get it off your chest. Let, let yeah. me hear what's bothering you. Yeah. you know? And uh, so you can fellowship with the Holy Spirit or actually you're fellowshipping with Christ through the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, I believe, I believe Jesus likes that. Mm-hmm. I believe the Holy Spirit likes that. And, uh, but, you know, I think a lot of times people don't, don't take the time just to fellowship, right. seeking him, you know, just telling him what your desires are, what your dreams are, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, things like that. And I, I believe that uh, God loves that. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I was, uh, and here be another one of my stories, <laughs> you know, but, you know, God's done so much in my life through the years, and uh, I, ju- I just have to praise him and worship him, uh, you know, and give him all the glory. And I had been to see an individual uh, down in Norwood and uh, would, had a good visit. I was on my way back home, and I was just coming up the road just thanking God, just mm-hmm. praising him for, thank you know, just thanking him for being so good to me, for blessing me, and, and all, you know, just fellowshipping mm-hmm. me. And... Uh, Got there at Aquadale, and, uh, you know, you have to take a left and go down and then take a right yeah. to get on 138 to come to Oakboro. And uh, there's a five- to seven-mile stretch there before you get into Oakboro. Mm-hmm. And when I went to make that right turn on 138, now I believe this was the Father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this was God himself, God the Father. You say, again, how do you know the day? I, I don't know how I know, but I knew. Mm-hmm. I, that's all the only way I know how to explain it. I knew. And uh, so uh, he said, son, what do you want? And it, it, it scared me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wasn't expecting it, you know. And uh, I, I, I was, well, I didn't know what to say. I mean, I. I, I was having a good time. I sensed the presence of God in my little old truck, you know, but I wasn't expecting God to speak to me like that. You know, he, he said, son, what do you want? And I, I stumbled around, stuttered, you know. I said, well, Lord, I, I, I don't want anything. I, I just want to tell you how much I love you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had heard this may seem silly to some people, but to me, I believe it shows the example of how much God loves us and how much he desires, not only to meet our need, and in a way, this is my way of seeking him, mm-hmm. you know, continually. Yeah. Building a re- relationship. Not only a relationship, but fellowship mm-hmm. with him. And uh, so, you know, I, I was raised up, uh, you know, country style. I never called my daddy father. Yeah. Uh, I, I just always, he was daddy to me. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, I had heard others in full gospel businessmen's meeting, when they would pray, they'd say, my heavenly daddy. Mm-hmm. Well, it seemed like I wanted to do that, but I wouldn't because I didn't know if it was right or not. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't, And I, I didn't want to belittle God, you know, bring him down. You right. Know? Uh, but anyway, 
that my earthly dad, that to me, he just always daddy, dad, you know. And uh, when I told him, I, I, I said, I, I, God, I, I don't want nothing. I, I just want to tell you how much I love you. And without saying another word, uh, me saying another word, I heard it in here. He said, go ahead and say it. Mm-hmm. See, he knew my heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I, I tell you, it gets, gets on me, <laughs> even just talking about it. And I said, I love you, Daddy. Mm-hmm. And oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, the Spirit of God come down in that little yellow Toyota truck, and I, I lost sight of everything. All I knew, I was enveloped in a white cloud. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear nothing. I didn't see nothing. But when my eyesight cleared back up, I was sitting at the end of Oakborough. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I got there. I don't know if he translated me and the Toyota truck or an angel drove it. Somehow or another, we got from Aquatale mm-hmm. coming in the end of Oakborough. Just in that time of fellowship, mm-hmm. seeking Him, mm-hmm. is it? And uh, I, I believe that God desires for His children to seek Him, mm-hmm. to take time. You know, yes, we we God wants us to come to Him when we have needs, but I believe He also wants us to seek Him. Yep, and I believe that's where the knock comes in. Yeah, knock and keep. You know, and, and it will be open to you because by knocking. And going in, and then knocking, and going in, you're continually building a deeper relationship with the Father, with the Holy Spirit. And the deeper the relationship, the the more you begin to understand how simple it really is to ask God Mm -hmm. for anything. Yeah. And he'll give it to you. And... I want to jump back to something you were saying earlier. I really feel, uh, as we're wrapping this up, I really feel uh, impressed or pressed upon my spirit. If you're watching today and you, like he said earlier, he said you could be around a lot of people, but you still feel alone. Yeah. You know, you may be in a relationship and you know, it may be a divorce or you may be headed that way and and you don't know what to do. Jesus said he was a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Right. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to didn't really understand that, but to leave somebody is just to walk away. Mm-hmm. But I believe there may be some people watching. Maybe somebody's walked away from you. Maybe a relationship has has went under, but you may be in a relationship where you're still together, but one or the other has forsaken. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think being around somebody that you know's give up on you is worse than if they had just left. Yeah. But you see with Jesus living on the inside of you, you never have to feel alone. Not one more day in your life. You may be sitting in your room. You may be a young adult. You may be single. And you may have all the friends in the world, but you may be at home laying in your bed at night wondering, do I really have anybody? Are people really supportive of me? Do people really love me? Jesus does. He loves you so much that he was willing to die on the cross 
not only for our sins, but yours as well. And I want you to understand that when you find out that Jesus loves you that much, not only do you feel more love, but you become more lovable. Mm. Because now it's not your love coming out, it's the love of Christ coming out through you into other people's lives. You may be on here and you may you may be saved. And you may say, well, well listen, I, I've been saved, but I've walked away from God. Mm-hmm. I've had past hurts hit my life. I've had prayers that I, I really needed God to move on, and they just didn't come through, and I give up. But I, I'm listening to you tonight, and I, I need God again. I need to rededicate my life. If that's you, God has never forsaken you. He's still there. It's just you have forsaken him. Yeah. God longs for you. Like he said, he's jealous for our time mm-hmm. and our attention. And you need to get back to building that relationship with God. Because when you have a right relationship with him, all other relationships will work. Some may go away. Some new relationships may come in. But you want God-ordained relationship. So whether you, maybe you hadn't ever accepted Jesus in your heart, or you know that right now with what we've shared tonight, I need to rededicate my life. I want to have that relationship with my heavenly father where I can call him daddy. Mm-hmm. I want that relationship. If that's you, we're going to say a simple prayer and Jesus will be revealed to you. He'll come right to you. And I promise you from this day forward, you'll never feel alone again because he's right there with you. If you will lead us in that prayer. All right. Father, we come before you you right now giving you thanks and praise for your great love, your mercy, and your goodness to us. And Father, we come to lift up that one person. It might be several people, but uh, we just sense, Father God, that there are some who feel like that God has forsaken them, maybe because of something they did wrong or uh, just simply just feeling like they're all alone, yes. but they're not alone. You said in your word that you would never leave us nor forsake us, but you'd be with us always, even until the end of the world. And you said, whoever comes to me, I will in no wise turn away. No, see, hear that. I will in no wise turn you away. So, Jesus, I know that you accept them as they are calling upon you right now, even as we pray. And, Father God, if they don't know you, I pray right now that they just simply confess you. Lord Jesus, I confess you as my Lord and Savior, and I believe that God raised you from the dead on the third day. And according to your word, you said if we would confess him as our Lord, and believe that God raised him from the dead, we would be saved. And so, Father God, save that person. Let Jesus bring his peace into their heart and into their life. And if that person is a Christian, but yet for whatever reason, maybe a broken relationship, as Pastor Wesley said, or uh, just for whatever reason, they just feel like, they're alone and nobody understands yes. or nobody cares. Uh, 
what they're going through. But Jesus, I know that you care. Anything that touches our life, you care about it. You care about them. You care about the hurt, the loneliness, the emptiness that's in their life. In Luke chapter 4, verse 18, you said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. And he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Yes. So right now, those that have been bruised, those that have been crushed, those who have been hurt in life for whatever reason, Father, we thank you that you sent Jesus to heal them, to bind up their wounds, and to make them whole. And I pray right now in your mighty name that you touch them by your spirit. Let them experience your peace, your love, your mercy right now in their life. Yes, Father. And Father God, I thank you. As Wesley and I pray, and Josh, we agree together, the three of us, we agree together. We release our faith in behalf of those who are watching right now, and they need your touch upon their life, that we agree in Jesus' name. You are being touched by the mighty hand of God because he loves you. And don't ever forget it. He loves you so much. And we ask this in Jesus' mighty name. And in agreement, we said, amen Amen and amen. amen. Hallelujah. Well, if you said that prayer, (coughs) excuse me, and this is your first time you accepted Jesus in your life, please, please, please reach out to us. Let us know we want to celebrate with you. We want to rejoice with you. And if you rededicated your life tonight, Please let us know. We want to celebrate with you. We want to make our resources available to you. We don't want you to just get saved and be by yourself. We want to help cultivate you and help you grow in the things of God so that you can be successful when you ask God for anything. When you seek his word, he'll reveal it to you. And when you keep knocking, your relationship will be deepened. Listen. I want you guys to do us a favor. I got a question asked. How cool would it be if you could translate somebody or if you could be translated like we read in the Bible mm-hmm. where Philip was translated from one place to another? Yeah. How cool would it be if you could be translated? Most people say, man, that would be awesome. How much cooler would it be if you could translate myself, my dad, and Josh? How cool would it be if you could translate us? You say, well, yeah, but how can we do that? It's real simple. When you're watching online, go through your contact list. Pick somebody on your contact list. Pray about it. Send them this message. That's how you translate us from here into their home. If you're on Facebook, share the video. You have the ability to translate us into thousands of people's homes so they can hear the word of God just like you have. And then you get credit when their lives are changed and turned around. And all you had to do was simply share. We'll do the work. You just do the sharing. Well, listen, guys, thank you for tuning in. God bless you. I hope you guys have an awesome and a fantastic week and that in everything you do, the favor of God will be on it this week. Until next week, God bless you, and we'll see you soon.